0: Please turn in your Bibles to John 14. John 14, I'm going to read verse 6 this morning. Very familiar passage, usually quoted at funerals many times. Title of today's study is Christ the Truth. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth. And the lie, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Truth and lie stand directly contrary to each other. Truth is of God. Lie is of the devil. Therefore, in John eight forty eight, the devil is called the father of lies. People today seem to have forgotten the importance of this truth. There is nothing <clears throat> that people are more reluctant to honor than the truth. Someone as well said that Americans love you when you lie to them and hate you when you tell them the truth. The Lord Jesus experienced this kind of thing in John 8, 45 when he said to the Jews, Because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. According to 1 Timothy 3.15, the church is supposed to be the pillar and ground of the truth. And yet most churches today are like the people of Judah in Jeremiah 9.3 and are not valiant for truth. The typical response of the world to the truth when it's proclaimed today is the cynical sneer of Pontius Pilate. What is truth? Turn with me to John 18, 37 and 38. John 18, 37 and 38 gives us the gospel account of this statement of Pontius Pilate. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? I believe Pilate's thinking here was something like this. What is the truth to me? I'm a realist. I'm a pragmatist. I'm a politician. I have to do what works. So what is truth? Modern society can rightly be described with the words of Jeremiah 7.28 concerning Judah of old. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12 says that the Antichrist will preach the lie and God will send people strong delusion so that they will believe that lie. Let's turn to 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12. 2 Thessalonians 2 two nine through twelve. And notice the words relating to, to lying and the truth in this passage of Scripture. Even him, that is Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, literally the lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Our text today is a statement by the Lord Jesus when he says, I am the truth. Now this is an amazing statement. It is a statement profound enough to stagger anyone. It is a statement filled with information that is of eternal importance. I am the truth. In this study on Christ the truth, I want us to consider three things. First of all, the fact that the truth is a person. Second, how Jesus Christ is the truth. And thirdly, I want to make some applications of what we see to everyday life. So first of all, the truth is a person. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who says here, I am the truth. Well, let's begin by defining the truth. It's interesting how, as we look back at old dictionaries and come on toward modern times, how definitions get watered down on principles like this. Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines truth as conformity to fact, the true state of facts or things, veracity, freedom from falsehood, honesty, exactness. Now here's Webster's New Collegiate Dictionary. It defines the truth as correspondence to reality, correctness, being in accord with what is or has been or will be. A lot of difference in those two definitions. By the truth, some people mean accuracy of speech. Some people mean certain theological doctrines. Others say that truth has reference to philosophical theories. The truth, as the Lord uses the term in this text, is not merely ethical truth, but truth in all of its fullness and all of its scope. According to our text, truth is a person. Jesus Christ is not only true, he is the truth itself. I am the truth. It's not so much that I tell you the truth as that I present myself to you as the truth itself. I am the truth. Jesus Christ claims not only to be infallibly true, but to be truth. Itself in the abstract. Jesus Christ is the central, all pervading truth. A.W. Pink said, Truth is not to be found in a system or a philosophy, but in a person. The basic claim of Christianity is that it is the truth. Jesus Christ the founder of Christianity, calls himself the truth. The truth. We use this term to refer to the sum of Christianity as revealed in the person, teaching, and life of Jesus Christ. Two thousand years ago, Jesus Christ stood in the midst of this deluded world and said, I am the truth. I am the truth. What an astounding statement. Well, now let's look in the second place at the matter of how Christ is the truth. And there are quite a number of ways in which it may be said that Christ is the truth. So let's look at several of them here. First of all, Jesus Christ is the truth in that he is the true way to God. He's the true way to God. Look with me at this entire sixth verse of John 14 here. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the lie. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, you know, I said at the outset that people hate the truth. They hate you when you tell them the truth. I remember one time in, in Midwest City, Oklahoma, where I was pastor, uh, there was a man down the street who was a, a Southern Baptist pastor of a large church and he got he was on the, the Jerry Falwell program one time and they asked him, "Can a Jew be saved?" And he said, "Not without Jesus Christ." Because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You would not believe the hate mail that they got because of that statement. So many people just wrote the man off for telling the truth about the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth so far as the way... To God and heaven. He is the true way to God and heaven. As a matter of fact, he's the only way to God and heaven. Turn to Hebrews 10, 20. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 20. The scripture says here that Christ is the true and living way to God and heaven. 10 20 by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh the way to heaven is through the flesh of Christ it is the truth in Jesus Christ that shows us the way to heaven in this matter Jesus Christ is the saving truth you may know all about math you may know all about science or geography or history or technology. And this this knowledge may be very useful to you in this world. But it will not help you one bit to get to heaven. When you come to answer the question, What must I do to be saved? How can my sins be forgiven? Nothing in all of this knowledge will be any help at all to you. But if you know what the scriptures teach about Jesus Christ and salvation in Him, you will be able to answer this question in a moment. Jesus Christ is the true way to God and Heaven in opposition to the false ways of man's salvation. Jesus Christ is the truth in opposition to all the delusions and vanities of this world by which men think they can earn their ways to heaven. Ways like doing enough good works to be accepted by God. You know, on several occasions, I've had people tell me, I've asked them, are you saved? They'd say, well, I, I try to do the best I can, and I think when it comes down to the judgment, the Lord will look and see that my good works outweigh my bad works, and I'll make it. He'll take me because of that. Ways like being baptized as a child. You know, I've known a lot of Reformed and Presbyterian people who think they're saved because they were baptized when they were children. Ways like partaking of any and all of the so-called sacraments or joining a church, a certain church, or making a decision. All of these ways... Deviate from Christ and so they, they will prove to be lies and not the truth. As the truth, Jesus Christ is the guide of our way to heaven. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. How is Jesus Christ the truth? Secondly, Jesus Christ is the truth about God. He's the truth about God. He is the full and final revelation of God to men. He is the Word, capital W, God's expression of himself to man. Look with me at John 1, 1 through 3. Again, a very familiar passage. John 1, verses 1 through 3. And then we'll read verse 14 after we read these verses. In the beginning was the Word. Note it is capitalized. That speaks of deity. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now look at verse 14 that identifies the Word as Jesus Christ. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 18 says, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father He hath declared him. Now what what does it mean to say that Christ is the Word? You know, when I speak to you, I use words. I, I breathe out words. I am expressing myself to you. My words are an expression of myself to you. And, you know, you can look at me and say, Boy, he's an ugly character. He's a hateful person but until I speak, you don't really know. My words reveal myself. Jesus Christ as the Word is God's expression of himself to men. God's revelation of himself to men. Fourthly, Jesus Christ is the truth in that he is the truth of all the types in the Old Testament. Jesus Christ is the truth of all the types and shadows and promises and prophecies of the Old Testament because they all had their fulfillment in him. Turn to John 1.17. And this alludes to this fact when it says, For the law was given by Moses... But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law concerning the worship in the tabernacle with its priesthood and its sacrifices was fulfilled in Jesus Christ who is the truth toward which all these types of the law pointed. Colossians 2.17 has reference to the ceremonial law in the Old Testament, when it says, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body or the substance or the truth is of Christ. Jesus Christ is the true manna from heaven, according to John 6, 32, and 33. Look at that one. John six thirty-two and thirty-three. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. That manna was just a type of Christ who is the bread of life, the true bread. The Old Testament types are said in Hebrews 9, 24, to be figures of the true tabernacle. Let's turn to Hebrews nine twenty four. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24. <clears throat> For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. And look next at Hebrews 8.2. Jesus Christ is the true tabernacle, according to Hebrews 8.2. He is the tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. Now think about the tabernacle. Everything about it was a type or a foreshadowing of Christ who is the true tabernacle. If you look at anything in the tabernacle, you can see Christ if you have spiritual eyes. How is Jesus Christ the truth? Fifthly, Jesus Christ is the embodiment of the truth. The truth is embodied in the life and character of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the personification of truth. Proverbs 8 presents Christ as wisdom personified. Here in our text, the Lord presents himself as truth personified. One of the attributes of God is truth. Every attribute of God, including truth, exists in Jesus Christ. Colossians 2.9 says of Christ, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So Jesus Christ is truth incarnate, truth in the flesh. John 1.14, that we've already read, says that Jesus Christ, the Word, is full of grace and truth. The fullness of truth dwelt. In Jesus Christ. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. First John 5.20 says. Jesus Christ. This is the true God. And eternal life. How can anyone but God. Know all the truth. And be all the truth. Jesus Christ is the essence of truth because he is God. How is Jesus Christ the truth? Sixth, Jesus Christ is the truth of the Christian religion. In saying, I am the truth, the Lord Jesus was saying, I am the truth of the Christian religion. And in keeping with this, Jesus Christ made himself the whole subject of all of his preaching. For example, look at Luke 24, 27. Luke 24, verse 27. This describes the Lord's preaching after his resurrection from the dead. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. You know, it's bad business when a preacher preaches himself. But the Lord Jesus could do it, and he did it because he is the truth. Earlier in John five thirty nine, the Lord Jesus said to the Jews, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. In his preaching, the Lord Jesus declared himself to be the way to the Father, the door to heaven, the life by which we are to live, the bread that we are to eat. Jesus Christ is the truth of the Christian religion. How is Jesus Christ the truth? Seventhly, He is the truth as opposed to falsehood and deception. We started out by saying truth is the opposite of lies. Christ is the truth as opposed to falsehood and deception. Christ's doctrine is true as opposed to false doctrine and false practices. Since he is the truth, it is therefore utterly impossible that any word that ever fell from his mouth contained any mixture of error. You know, there's a bunch of smart boys in the the field of theology that call their school the school of higher criticism. And higher criticism says that Christ talking about demons was a part of the culture of the times, but today... We know there's no such thing. Well, that goes against, that's falsehood, that's deception. And that goes against Christ who is the truth as opposed to falsehood and deception. Closely related to this is the fact that Christ is the standard of truth. Christ is the standard of truth. He is the truth in that he is the final test and the final appeal to which all religions and all moral truth must be referred. Every teaching has to come back to this book and what Christ says in this book. I am the truth. Finally, in this study, I want to make some applications to everyday life. What does all this mean to us tomorrow? as we go about our lives in this world. Well, there are three applications that I want us to consider here as time allows. First, there's the fact that all truth must be seen and believed only as it is in Jesus Christ. Turn to Ephesians 4.21. Ephesians 4.21. This says that the truth is in Jesus Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus Christ. No truth about any Bible doctrine can by any stretch of the imagination be separated from Christ. Can't separate any doctrine from... Truths professed, if separated from Christ or their relation to him, have no living power in the souls of men. Jesus Christ is the life, and he is the soul of all divine truths. Whatever intellectual knowledge men may have of divine truths, as they are doctrinally presented in the scriptures, if they don't know these truths, In their relation to Jesus Christ, these truths won't be of any spiritual help to them at all. This is because all spiritual life and light is in Christ and Christ alone. The Jews are a classic example of this. They have the Old Testament scriptures in which the substance of all divine truth is revealed, and they are diligent in the study of these scriptures but they still walk in spiritual darkness. Why? Because they do not see and they even reject the relation of these doctrines to Jesus Christ. Another example is the doctrine of the resurrection from the dead. No one can rightly believe or understand the truth who does not see the truth in relation to Jesus Christ himself rising from the dead. That is the truth of the resurrection. No man can rightfully expect to rise in the first resurrection who is not in saving union with Jesus Christ. This is why the knowledge of the truth that so many professing Christians have today is so dead and so fruitless. Many times, no one is more estranged from God than the person who has an intellectual knowledge of the doctrines of God's Word. People profess to know the truth, but the truth they know does not lead them to Christ nor bring Christ to them. Dead Calvinism believes in and defends the doctrines of grace without relating those doctrines to Christ. Spiritually, some of the deadest people I've ever known have been those who claim to be champions of the doctrines of grace. Some of the meanest people I've ever known have been people who claim to be champions of the doctrines of grace. And this is because they love the doctrines of grace simply as abstract doctrines, not as doctrines that relate to and bring glory to and cause them to worship Jesus Christ. Whatever knowledge you may have of the truth, my friend, if it does not bring your soul to Christ, it will be lifeless and unprofitable to you. When men have knowledge of biblical truths but don't know the Christ in these truths, they will find upon examining themselves that these truths are of no real use to them. When we study God's Word, We must learn the truth as it is in Jesus Christ. I remember an old preacher told me when I first started out in the Lord's work, he said, you read the Bible and you look for Christ on every page of that Bible. Well, here's a second application of this study to everyday life. One must know the truth in order to be saved. The natural man does not possess the truth. To be saved, a person must know that he does not have the truth and that having the truth is essential to salvation. And he must know that Jesus Christ is the truth in relation to salvation. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. How will it help you in hell if you mastered all the philosophies of men and you knew all about the events of history and knew all the languages of man and were savvy to all the politics of your day? How will that help you? It won't. And you will wish that with all your learning on this earth, you had bowed before him who is the truth. One last application. What utter folly it is to ignore him who is the truth. I am the truth. As long as this statement is true, Jesus Christ cannot be defeated and will have his will and his way in everything. You know, as we look around us today, we're tempted to think, well, everything's out of control it's not Christ will have his will and his way in everything his cause is the cause of truth and truth must finally triumph in this world you know I'm I'm a, an optimist because I believe truth is going to triumph, I hope you do it would just be despair if we didn't believe that so what utter folly to be ignorant of the truth, to reject the truth, to rebel against the truth! Christ's people cannot be defeated as long as they can say, with 1 John five twenty, "We are in Him." That is true. Next time, the Lord willing, we'll look at Christ, the great physician. In Matthew nine twelve.